Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show and in this episode we're going to be looking at The Breakfast Club from 1985, it's a bit of a, bit of a modern classic if you will. Yeah, barely modern at this point but sure. I still think of movies from the 80s as fairly modern. No, I, I tend to agree but we're shifting away from that. I guess, I mean maybe it's an age thing. <laughs> No, no, I, I'm with you. I think for for us, it's still like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's relatively modern. But I think uh, give it like five more years and, and you'll be stretching it. Hmm. Oh, well. That's what, 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 that's what it is. Anyway, why are we doing the Breakfast Club? We're doing the Breakfast Club uh, because it is a Patreon vote winner every month on patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, our, our patrons vote between four films. And I think we're all four John Hughes movies. Yes, that, that that was the vote. I think that was the vote, yeah. And so, I was solely disappointed in, in the result. Why? What were you hoping for? Well, well, I mean, my, my, my fondness for, for 16 Candles or the Pretty in Pink is, is well known. <laughs> I think it was close, actually, if I remember correctly. I, th- I think... I, th- I, I assume people wanted to see me defend either of those. <laughs> yeah, I think... To, I mean, to the extent that I would have done I think Pretty in Pink was actually... Because you would think Ferris Bueller was going to be the one that was fighting it with Breakfast Club, but I think so, it was actually Pretty in Pink that I think was close. Uh, mm. But hey, that's what it is. So we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you warning in the middle before we go into spoilers, and that's how we're going to roll. So, uh, what is The Breakfast Club? The Breakfast Club is a bottle movie. You know, I like bottle movies. Uh, oh, we do. Which means the whole thing is set in one location. It's in, in a high school and mostly inside the uh, the library. You know, it's mostly in the one yeah. room, but there's, you know, the odd little adventure out to other parts of the building. Uh, it's five kids who have got detention in high school. They're there on a Saturday, like, you know, not much to their dismay. And they bond over the course of the movie. They're all parts of different social circles. You know, one's the, the jock, one's the popular girl, one's the nerd, one's the, the sort of the deviant, uh, and one's the weirdo. And the, the film's kind of about breaking down the, the stereotypes of the, the high school hierarchy. Uh, and, you know, we're all teenagers, we're all human beings with feelings and problems. We're actually a lot more relatable to each other than we perhaps thought we were. And that's kind of the movie. Uh, well, I guess we're done here. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> I don't think I said there was a spoiler, but that is very much what the movie is from start to finish. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... It is a very straightforward movie, and yeah, you know, just not to, to knock it. It's a great movie. Mm. Um, well, I guess I'll have to ask what Connor thinks of it. Well, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty on record with this in, in previous lists we've done. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Breakfast Club is a good movie. Um, I think it's not a perfect movie. Um, there's definitely elements of it that are dated. Sure. Um particularly the character of uh, Bender in many ways. <laughs> oh, this time watching it, it's been a while since I've seen it, uh, I was noticing a lot of things where I'm like, I don't know if you can redeem him by the end of a modern movie. <laughs> He's too much That's of fair. a dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some of the things he says and does are just, it doesn't matter how hard his home life is, I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get that. He's I kind of awful. It's still, it works by being so believable though. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, it, it, well, well, maybe you're not rooting for the redemption, right? But mm. pretty much, you know, you know, you know, how many decades later, you know, we 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 went to school and and you know, there's there's still okay, yeah, we you know, people like this. 
like him, sure. I will say there's definitely some cultural differences here with, uh, and this is mm. not just Breakfast Club, this is just like any any American high school thing ever, right? Yeah. Is I feel like social cliques and, and, you know, for a long time I thought this was just TV and movies that kind of heightened it, but actually having, t- you know, spoken to a lot of Americans, it uh, turns out this is actually very accurate, but the social circles in American high schools are, are are actually this defined whereas this i mean at least in my experience this was not a thing yeah we've been over this before i think um my school it wasn't quite as heightened as in an american movie but more so than your experience for sure um like people sat in groups of friends like there was groups of friends that always sat together sure but there was very little to say that that's that group and that's that group it was just yeah, Groups no. See, my, mine was very much. Um, you you could boil it down to to a degree. Like you'd have you know because uh, you know, so so when you're when you're on break, you know, all the all the sports people go off and and play football or you know whatever they're playing. You know, uh, that's all over on you know, one side of the field. That happens. All of the weirdos, you know, it was uh, all the, the the goths and the emos at, at the time. That's they were by the music department. Like consistently, like that—that's where I mean, they hung out. That was those people. There was, I mean, there was kind of the the Mosher Goth kind of section, I suppose. But it was it was still very loosey. It was never as as rigid as yeah. Like we had um, like at my school when when we had a a lot of Polish kids, and you would have there was there was a place where all the polish kids went uh you know together you know across all the age you know the the year groups right you know uh, like so you know from what 11 to, to 16 year olds all of the polish kids were in one section give or take so it's um, like the rest of the people were awful and that's why they felt they all had to band together well, well maybe but this is this is a uh, you know first generation immigrants you know they were people who all came over from poland within the last handful of years who all spoke polish um, so you'd have some that would go off into other groups that they'd go, okay, no, this one actually ended up with the sports lot, for example. Um, but mostly the, there was a big group of them. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't as defined anywhere. Like, like, like I'm trying to think if there was anyone I would define as the popular kids. Oh, I would. I don't think I can. Not really. Like, it, 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 I mean, there, there was kind of, I suppose, if I really think about it hard. But it, like, it, it was it wasn't something anyone was even aware of. You, you never really enter. You know, you never it never became a thing. There was, you know, you just said that now and names that I I couldn't even told you that they existed five minutes ago. Just went straight to the top of my head, like you know, like a name oh, of of someone who five minutes ago I couldn't even told you they existed. I couldn't have told you they went to my school. I didn't know them. And you've just said, oh, the popular kids didn't exist. And I went, huh, who were the popular kids? And immediately, like, three names straight into my head. Yeah, I've forgotten the name of, like, 98% (laughs) of, like, people who went to my school. Yeah, I I speak to about two people who I went to school with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So so there's a cultural difference here is what I'm trying to say. I I don't necessarily, like, this clear-cut divide... in terms of believability, there's two things that irk me in this movie about believability. And it's not the cultural stuff. I, I'll accept that that's just different and that's fine, right? I'll accept yeah. that this is just how the group split up. I'll accept that this is just how things are and have been and always will be. 
probably um give or take yeah. the two things that really stick out to me in this is that no public high school has a library this big and fancy and modern looking no no that one i'll give you right this is a library that's well funded may may be a university library <laughs> but it's definitely yeah. not a high school library um i mean i only ever visited my high school library once but it was like it was a room <laughs> it was like a yeah, big room Mine was a pretty decent sized room, but yeah, that yeah bollocks. Number two, about I don't know, third halfway into this movie, there's a scene where they kind of basically ask what each other's names are. Outside of two of them, none of them seem to know anyone's names. Now, given what I just said there, that I've forgotten ninety eight percent of the names from people I went to high school with. While I was there, I could have named you ninety eight percent of the people in my year. There was no, there was very oh, few people. I my 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 uh we we were split up by um intelligence groups i, I don't know what, what, what the, i'm forgetting the the actual word ability yeah, uh, every school split up that way what are you talking well, about no 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 they weren't no not in my area some schools weren't split up by that what are you yeah. talking about yeah, every class had the 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 smarter version of the class the middle oh, version of the not, class no, not all the schools in my area did um so my school well, we cl- okay in- clearly what we've established here is that the other schools in your area were just full of idiots so they were well, all in the well, class. Well, yeah yeah um but so mine was split into six uh six uh you know groups i could tell you everyone at the time i could tell you everyone from the top half uh the bottom half i could have maybe given you three or four percent of them well see that's the thing though this wasn't a thing for me in the final couple of years of high school those those people all left. I'm th- I'm thinking like fifth year, sixth year, my last two years of high school. By the time I got there, all the people who you would put in those classes had all left school. Yeah. See, uh, my my school, it, you know, it's five years, and uh, they were all there for all five years. So I I never learned their names. Some of them. Well, no, I never learned those people's names either. But they were all gone. I'm think I'm think when I think of like the main high school years, I'm thinking of the the most mature years. Where I did know almost everyone by name, and I say yeah, almost, there was maybe a few that I didn't. Yeah, this this is one of those points of uh, of difference. In between, you know, we're, we're talking here about the difference between you know UK and, and, and American schooling systems. Even us, the difference between you know English and Scottish is those final years, as you talked about. I, I never even attended those. Those were optional. Yeah, I mean, both are optional. Clearly, all the idiots left <laughs> before yeah. before those final years. <laughs> um, not that I'm implying anything. Um, Hey, I, I I came out just fine. But anyway, so there's this scene, there's a scene in this movie where they, they're like, you know, hey, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm like, why don't you know his name? This is weird to me. And maybe this is part of this. The problem here is maybe that because they've got actors who are like twenty, they look like to me that like they're in their final couple of years of school. You know, you know, if I'm going to believe these are still high school kids, they're in their final year, right? Yeah, it never clearly establishes how old they are does it it never does no they're just in high school um so because because they're naturally older i assume they're late high school so for for only two of them to know each other's names felt really weird to me um and i guess it depends on your skill depending on how big your year is is i suppose yeah because yeah, i assume they're supposed to be around 16 right well no I I I was, no, no no i'm thinking 17 18 all right fair enough yeah so when I, you know, like I say, in my final year at school, you know, you were 
16. Yes, we uh, get it. Your, your schooling system's yeah, weird, right? Yeah, we yeah. get it. Well, well, I think yours is weird. But my point is, uh, at that age, the, you stuck me in a room with five people. Yeah, I probably could have told you two or three of their names. Uh, maybe maybe half. Uh, if if you did a you know a random selection, in so, my in my final two years of school, there's a good chance that no matter what five people you picked, I would be able to tell you all their names. So this scene this yeah. scene played weird to me, um, and I guess, I guess it just depends on the size of your school, I guess. But like, yeah. um, I asked some other people this as well, and they all agreed with me. This was kind of weird. So, and when I, mean, I say other people, I don't mean people who went to the same school. For the record, <laughs> people from vastly different areas. Um, so, so that that played weird to me. Uh, I will say the most relatable thing in this movie that I think is so realistic is when uh, the early kid Brian says something like, "Oh, I'll, I, I took shop because I thought it'd be an easy one to coast." Uh, and maybe if you've seen the people who take shop, and Bender says, "I take shop." I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, all yeah. the idiots <laughs> took shop. I agree with this. Yes, that was a, that was the thing that happened. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Did you take shop? No, God, no. <laughs> I mean, we didn't call it shop. Admittedly, we we call it tech. But I mean, what's yeah, we call it we, we call it wood tech. Wood tech. It was specifically, even though you know, it, it involved working with metal as well. Yeah, there was know, metal work. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, plastic, it was yeah. called wood tech on the curriculum for whatever reason. I uh, I did it for three years. Uh, that was uh, mm-hmm. in my my system. You had your first three years, everything was obligatory, and then you did two years of what you actually wanted to do outside of the core curriculum. And uh, yeah, no shit. I, I made a pencil box once. Mm. Yeah, I hate that. There was only the first two years yeah. you had to do. A, you had to sample everything in the first two years before you pick yeah. things in the third year. Um, and, uh, and, and for for the record, uh, if if, if anyone is confused by the years we're talking about here um obviously in the u.s high school is four years um when i went to high school it was six years but there's no middle school here <laughs> yeah there was no and, middle and school so no exactly where i think we, whereas my high school was five years so it, it's it's yeah. different it, but yeah. there's no there's no middle school it's it's, it's it's seven years of primary school then six years of secondary school which is high school Um there's no middle yeah, split thing there's not no um so you know, experiences vary and, and they're different. Um, I I never saw this until I was probably in late high school. I think when I first saw this. Fair enough. I think oh, I, was, I was a bit earlier than that. Mm. Um. So yeah. Um. What? What? It's always funny because like watching it now. Um. Like I was off two minds about it because I was you know I'm thinking like yeah okay it's it's doing these things and it, it, it has there's some smart tricks it does at the start where it shows you all these locations in the room, or in the school and each one represents one of the characters. And the whole movie's about breaking down who the characters are. You know, for example, you see the locker room for, you know, for the jock. You see, uh, I think you see, like, a noose hanging from a locker for, for Bender. You, you know, you see uh, the prom queen poster for, for Claire. Like, you know, you, you get these different different factions. Um, the movie is very late in plot. I, I think if I was going to criticise the movie beyond just, like, some dated elements... I, and it's not so much that I, I mind I don't mind that or I mind that there's no plot per se, right? That's not a problem in of itself. I think the problem is is that I don't know if I necessarily buy the the sequence of events that leads them to all breaking down and crying and confessing who they all really are. Because keep in mind, this movie takes place over a detention, which is essentially the length of a school day on a Saturday. They go in about yeah. nine a.m. give or take, maybe ten, and they're there until like three p.m., four p.m. Right, that that's the the sequence of time here. I find it very hard to believe that by two p.m. say when they're having their heart to hearts, 
that they've got into that state where the the criminal douchebag who's constantly picking on the nerd are now like considering each other friends. You 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 were never in a detention on a, on a, on a weird day, were you? Of course, I was never in detention. <laughs> it gets weird. I'm a civilized human being. I never did detention. <laughs> it um, it gets weird. I'm not gonna lie to you. It, 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 you know, th- when when you're sat there, there's no teachers. You, you're there for like, I mean, they're, they're around, but they're not looking after you. You know, they're not sat in the room. There's just like you know, eight of you in a room for for five six hours. With people who you typically don't talk to, you don't really know. Uh, yeah, it does get a little weird on those days. <laughs> T- talking from experience. Oh bloody hell! Um, I don't know. It just the the yes, but were you ever breaking down and crying by by the end of it and confessing? Oh, there was always one. <laughs> <laughs> Never everyone, but there was always one. Okay, okay. Teenagers are weird. Yeah, they are. I, I, I guess I was never really a teenager. Technically, I was those ages, but I don't think I ever thought like a teenager. Um, no, no, I get that. I, I jumped from twelve to twenty in yeah. my mindset. I, no, I, I was only ever. In, I was always in the. I was always late. I had a, a chronic late problem, um, because I refused to get up and get the early bus that would get me there an hour early. I you went, didn't get no, detention I, for being late. Jesus I Christ! My I went on a on a report card for being late. I, where I had to get teachers to sign that, to recognize that I went to every class. In fact, if I'm correct, if I'm correct in thinking, I don't think we even had such a thing as detention on a Saturday. Detention was a thing that took place for like an hour after school. Uh, we had both. You did. You did the hour after school was your 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 first things, and if it got worse, you, you had a Saturday. I don't. I don't believe we had a Saturday thing. Admittedly, though, I was never in trouble, so I don't. <laughs> so you can't be sure of this. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but no. I never heard of any of the teachers complaining they had to come in and staff on a Saturday because there was delinquents. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. No. No. Mine. Mine was a. It was bullshit. It was like there was two buses I can get. One got me there over an hour early. And standing around at the school for an hour beforehand, and I went, ah, screw that. The other one got me there about three or four minutes late, and I went. And bear in mind, before the first lesson as well, you have like a registration twenty minutes before before the first lesson. So I was still like, I didn't even miss any lesson. I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to do that. And uh, they they didn't approve of that decision. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um... yeah. Oh god, so, um, so I think it's a good movie, but I, I will admit I don't love it. Like, you know, like it's. I actually I found myself always siding with the teacher more often than I did the kids in this movie. <laughs> of course you did, Dick Dick Vernon. Uh, you are a, a stickler for rules. He's an unsung you? hero in this movie. Don't get me wrong; he's a bit of an asshole at times. You know, he's he's you know he's lame and he you know, the, you know mess with the bull to get the horns. He's he's an idiot when he says that. I'm not I'm not I'm not justifying that. But when he's you know, I guess we're kind of in spoilers, so just fill spoilers for Breakfast Club. When he's sitting with a janitor and he's like. I'm a little bit concerned that when I'm older, it's these little assholes that are going to be running the country. These kids are awful, and I'm like, you know what, Dick? He's not wrong. I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of on your side. I'm a little bit worried. And keep in mind, the world we're in today is the teenagers of the 80s who are running the world right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they are largely to blame for the shithole we're in. 
Not all, not entirely. Obviously, there's still some holdovers. So, so what you're saying is, the Breakfast Club is a a stark prediction of modern life. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying I'm saying Dick's predicting modern life. The the kids themselves yeah. are all wanting to be better than their parents, but clearly they never got there. Clearly, they're all failures. That's fair. Yeah, I don't think I don't argue with that. <laughs> this just, has gone off the rails a little bit a little bit well i blame you you kept having to bring up exactly how your school worked to, 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 to def, well, def, deflate every point i was making well yeah i couldn't have you being looking like you were right but i'm right well I mean, in your scenario sure but oh anyway so and I, like I mean, direction's fine. Direction's very. I mean, John Hughes was never really known for his it's visual not flashy, style. Is it? No, no. It's, it's very straightforward in terms of direction. Um, it, it's it gets the job done. It's serviceable. He's, you know, he's 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 remembered for his scripts, not his direction. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, and you, the the cast obviously, um, they're good. You know, they 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 they, they all fill the roles well. They're just, you know, the Brat Pack or whatever we're calling them. Yeah, they're very reliable in any of these movies. That, you know, with with them. Yeah, um, you know, there's there's hijinks to be had, and you know, whatever. Like, I I I always remembered that like them running around trying to get back to the 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 library without being caught has been more eventful. It's actually really quick. <laughs> like, it is, yeah, no- like three minutes. There's almost nothing to it. I was I was surprised watching it again how quick that that segment was. Yeah. Um, I think it's because, relatively speaking, that's quite high energy compared to the rest of the movie. So it sticks in your mind. Yeah, the rest of the movie, they're just sitting around the tables. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that one bit of them running down a hall is more memorable, the you know, by its nature, just because it's different. Hmm. Do you know what's funny? I feel like this movie, like. It's trying to break down the stereotypes, and it it does somewhat succeed at that in its own way. But I feel like it does it in a way that feels very stereotypical, if that makes any sense. Uh, in what way? Like, I don't know. Them them all kind of opening up and having the heart to heart. Like I say, it feels a little bit unnatural to me, and it feels like a movie trope. And it feels like they're trying to like break down the teenage stereotypes with a movie trope stereotype. Right. Okay. No, I'm with you. Right, so there is an element to it where it feels kind of not dishonest, but neat. Yeah, it's a bit too neat, a bit too yeah. uh, Hollywood script and fluffy, I guess. Uh, as yeah, opposed to what okay. you say, I, I get yeah, I'm, I I know where you're coming from. I, I I can get behind that. And I I feel like you know Ferris Bueller. I've never seen Sixteen Candles or Pretty in Pink, but I'm I'm sure I'd probably feel the same way about those. They're better. They're better. <laughs> I, I think the difference between um, those is why why I think they're better okay. uh, compared to you know this or, uh, especially is it's uh, it, it's more like Ferris Bueller in that it's it's focusing on the one character. Um, there's less of okay here is all the school it's it's like no no, no you got one character and a couple of mate a couple of supporting things here or there um, uh, that that plays into it so you you have less of the. Uh, the, the the problems of the the school hierarchies and the, and and the neatness with the te- with the with the tropes like that. Mm. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is is that on on paper this movie should be perfect for me, but ultimately 
it was better when it was 12 Angry Men. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and that movie, and that movie, I think, you know, a masterpiece is a classic. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I feel like both 12 Angry Men and Breakfast Club have got episodes of TV shows where they do that plot, right? Um, yeah. There's tons of 12 Angry Men episodes. Quite a few high school shows have done the Breakfast Club episode. Um, I remember Dawson's Creek doing it like in season one. Um, sure. I, 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 remember, I don't think I ever saw it, but I'll tell you what. It doesn't surprise me. The only thing I remember about that episode is, one, they do the same thing in the middle where they have to like run around the school. And two, there's a joke because Joshua Jackson references the fact that he was in Mighty Ducks in a sort of meta way, which also starred Emilio Estevez, <laughs> mm. who, of course, is in this. So... Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. That's as good a reason as any to remember it. Do you know what, do you know what, do you know what hurts the Breakfast Club for me, personally? Go on. A little bit. The head television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Deal, deals with a lot of these character archetypes, right? It does. And it deals with, now admittedly, it's got a lot of episodes to do it in. Yeah, so, that, that, I was about to throw that at you. Yeah, I'm not, say, I'm not saying it's a fair comparison, but I'm saying that right from the get-go, that, that show plays with them in a way that, that kind of works in terms of the, each, each one's part of the archetype, but it also represents something else. Whereas in this, it is just the archetypes, right? Um, yeah. And I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is I've got a gold standard for teen show teen drama team teen See, whatever i agree with you okay. kind of i'm long on record in saying that that tv is a better f uh storytelling format than movies oh. the serialized nature works better for characters well we can stop there because you just agreed that i'm right and we can move yeah, on yeah yeah but I'm, I don't then go, well, do you know, this wasn't as good as a TV show when I'm watching a movie, because that's not fair. It's not fair to take well, a 90-minute no, right. movie. And even if you take just the high school parts of Buffy, that's, what, three seasons? That's, uh, what, what 60-odd episodes? No, 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 no you're, you're right, you're right. It's not fair. But what I'm saying is, I think the reason why some of the, the, the stereotypical elements of this stick out to me is because Buffy... Because I'm not comparing, like, the growth of the character. I'm not comparing, like, everything that ever happens to those characters in high school against us. I'm saying that even just, like, say the first few episodes of season one, like, right off the bat, there's kind of more to it than what this movie has for its characters. And I think it's a fair comparison in the sense that, much like John Hughes, Josh Whedon is known for his scripts more than he is his directing. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have not seen the early episode, like, just the early episodes of Buffy in uh, long enough that I can accurately argue with you. And the funny thing about those early episodes is they're not, they're not even strong episodes of Buffy, but... Because, you know, because they get Monster of the Week, Goofy, horror elements, you know, all that stuff's yeah. kind of the weaker stuff. But the introduction to the characters is all very effective. And it very neatly kind of sets up these, these characters um, and kind of their, their roles within the world and what they represent. If you, if, I mean, if you go to patreon.com slash TV, you can you, you listen to my commentary tracks for, that I'm working my way yeah, through. I mean, I think it, it's, it's worth noting at this point that Buffy is, you know, give or take a decade after this. Oh, sure. It, yeah. It's, it's almost working as a, you know, a counterculture to this where, okay, if this is the standard, let's kind of deconstruct that and it, it, make an intentional choice to, to grow from that. Oh yeah, that, that's that's fair, and I'm not saying that invalidates this existence. I think just for me, and I think it's because I'm I'm working my way through Buffy right now, and I'm I'm you know I'm right in the, the midst of those high school episodes, the thick of high school, yeah. 
uh, uh, you know, as I watch this movie again, whereas maybe the last time I watched this or the first time I watched this, you know, it had been a while since I'd seen Buffy or whatever. Uh, mm. But it's kind of fresh on the brain. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm comparing characters. I'm thinking about who this compares to. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking about Claire being Cordelia. I'm thinking about uh, Brian being Willow. I'm thinking yeah, about... If, if you tell me Cordelia has more going on for her at the start of that show, I will fight you. She's funnier. She does. She's funnier. That that's that's a different com- comparison. That's not what the point is, though. Your what, point what does Claire was, have, though? What does Claire have to be likable in? That's kind of that's like a, a whole thing in this movie is that she doesn't feel like she has anything. Like she's there. Oh, she's I don't right. really have any talents. <laughs> no, I know. I know she's right. She's boring. Intent. That's the point. <laughs> like her whole thing is to be nothing Actually, special. T- talking about talking about dated elements see when she pulls out her lunch and everyone's like what's that and she's like it's sushi and i'm like well, yeah okay everyone knows what sushi is now no no one's reacting like this to sushi <laughs> yeah i still think um if you'd pulled out sushi in my school that would have been bloody weird if you pulled out a lunch maybe but the way they're looking at it going what is that like no one would be asking what it is yeah no no one would be confused as to what it is but people might be going the, the o- like, why, why have you got sushi? The only element of this that is worth even mentioning, I think, because I, I think like uh, like there was no sushi places near me, nor nor do I even eat sushi. But if if I could have sushi for lunch and I like sushi, I'd have done it because I'm weird. But to this day, I've never had sushi. Nor have I. I've never tried sushi. People go to tell us in the comments that you go try sushi. Yeah. Um, I should try it probably. The thought of seaweed puts me off, but I mean, maybe it's nice. So anyway. there's a, there's there's a there's a, a sushi place I walk past, you know, every couple of weeks, and I look into it and go, one day I'm gonna try this, and then I just never do. And it, do what I need to do? I don't want to just order sushi because if I don't like it, then my dinner's ruined. What I need to do is next time I'm ordering Japanese, just get a small portion of sushi with whatever I'm having, so that if it, if it's a no go, then I don't have to feel bad about it. I still got my main meal. That's what I need to do. Mm. Anyway, the only part of this that feels a bit weird. Is that it comes in this really fancy box? Like everyone else pulls out a lunch bag of some kind, and she pulls out this little box and opens it, and she's got like a little dish for her for her sauce. And like, I'm like, yeah, this is really posh looking. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is posh beyond belief. Like it should be a clear plastic container. Yeah, it's a, it's a tub with a lid, and that's about it. <laughs> yes, but this is like a really fancy wooden box. It feels like it's, it feels like someone from Japan delivered it personally to her that morning, and she came in with it. <laughs> Does. yeah uh but yeah so so uh, i can't remember what the point i was getting at now you you, you took me down a path yeah continue is funny other than claire i mean not that claire i'm not saying claire is like an unlikable character per se but because because the whole point of the movie is she's kind of vapid but over the course of the movie they all reveal kind of because you know they're all strictly what they are right um yeah. what's the other one called the weirdo allison uh, uh yeah which, by the way, let's talk about her lunch for a second. That's what that's what's making me feel queasy. This nonsense. Even weird people don't have food like this. Yeah, she, I'll give you that. She pours sugar on bread and then puts like some form of cheesy puff sort of thing on it. Yeah. As as in you take away the sugar, snacks. it's not that weird. Oh yeah, a, a crisp sandwich is a thing. Although I mean, it stopped being appealing after the age of about ten. But 
you say yeah that, that, that that's one of those things that i, I don't know i know I, I know many a people at like you know 16 will go ah go on just chris sandwich that'll do speak to a lot of 16 year olds do you when I was 16, obviously. That's not what you said there. You said, I know many a 16-year-old who go on and give me a crisp sandwich. God damn it. Connor's a predator. He's been hanging around oh. 16-year-olds. Tempting them with crisp sandwiches. His face will be on a poster soon. Okay. Have you seen this pervert? He's been wandering the local high schools offering crisp sandwiches to 16-year-olds. <laughs> All I'm saying is, crisp sandwiches aren't that unusual, uh, even, even at that age. The sugar's just weird. <laughs> I was making it uncomfortable when she was baiting into it. It's so dry. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit dry. I don't know. <laughs> I, I never personally understood the appeal of crisp sandwiches. It never really uh, spoke to me. Yeah, Estevez has just got a lot of sandwiches. He's, that's his gimmick. That's a man after my own heart. I can, <laughs> I can get behind that. No, it was a bit too much, but I mean, it's, other than that, it's not that weird. It's just too much. Um, I'd rather have too much than not enough. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. Um, by the way, does it annoy anyone else that this movie's called The Breakfast Club, but the only meal that anyone eats in its lunch? It, it just it upsets me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, um, sure. I'm not saying it's like a proper critique. I'm just saying, on a, on a surface level, it annoys you me a little bit. You think it should have been called The Lunch Club? It should have been called The Lunch Club. That's the only meal they have together. I can't argue with this. <laughs> I really can't. I just... <laughs> I don't know how to argue with that. Well, yes, you're right. It's, it, they don't eat breakfast. <laughs> Okay. Does it matter? Hey, I've got, I've got a question. I've got a question about a character in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, Bender from every every portion we see him, he's, he's he comes in, he's like hitting things off of desks, he's pulling posters off walls. He's being disruptive at every possible opportunity. He's fighting with Vernon. Every chance he gets, he gets like eight detentions just by you know talking back to him. It's a whole oh, thing, yeah. right? Everyone else has parents bring them to detention, and it's clear that they still have to kind of follow what their parents say. Bender just comes here on his own. So I asked the question, why did Bender even come to detention if he if he's if he if he's got the attitude where he can go up and do what he wants and just leave at any time, as he clearly shows multiple times throughout the film, why does he even show up? I mean he's lonely. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fair point, but I... To, to the level they show me of him being disobedient and not caring about authority or teachers or anything like that, it, it made me start to think, why does he even show up? Now, Alison's a bit of a weirdo and says that she had nothing better to do. <laughs> so that's why she came. Um, yeah. So, fair enough, right? You, you've set her up as being the weirdo. That makes sense for her. Uh, now, if you want to tell me we find out his dad's abusive and he wanted to leave because he, you know, he's scared of his parents, okay. I, I I can get on board with that if maybe the the movie kind of the school's somewhere to be yeah right? hinted at that a bit a bit much but um at the same time though if he's if he's that much of a delinquent then why not just go somewhere else if if he's if he's leaving the house and going somewhere he doesn't have no, to come to the school it's, it's, uh, it's fair that's fair um, I was just I was thinking about it yeah can't really argue with that 
So I was never really questioned, again, knowing people who were, were terrible yet still showed up for detention. It always confused me, even at the time, that, that they showed up. I assume parents sent them, at least, though. Or dropped them I mean, off, or, you know. Yeah, I guess. Um, But he clearly just walks here, like, on his own, you know, not giving a shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, uh, like even the other, the after-school detentions, right? You know, like, oh, it's an mm. hour after school. Like, I know people, I'm like, who actually showed up to that? Who you would not expect to? You know, like, you know, like they, they, you know, bell goes to the end of the day. They, they get the bus home. They could have just got on the bus and gone. That's not like there's a teacher standing there going, "Right, you're coming yeah, to detention with that, me." That definitely happened, though. People did skip out on it and then get into more trouble in other ways. <laughs> yeah, every so often. Um, but I mean, I, I guess after a couple, you know, after after you, you know, you skip a few and they, yeah, they punish you more. You end up just going, right? Um, I, wonder if, I wonder if that's the case here. Is like, you know, it's like, well, you know. Yeah, maybe they called his parents and his dad get angry. So, yeah. again, it's fear of the parents, which tracks it's, it's with fear what he of says. something worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Mm. Well, I, I guess that's how we explain it. It just, it was, it was, you know, he, he, he just, he seems to not give a shit to the point where, whereas everyone else, like, you know, Br- Brian's just clearly in there to respects authority, right? Kind of uh, himself, yeah. You know, uh, Estevez is, you know, his dad's like, oh, no, don't blow your scholarship. You have to, you know, go in and do this. Show your face. Yeah. Um, Claire is not happy she's there, but her parents are making her go. Um, yeah. And, in fact, she's the one where there's no mystery. She basically, you know, we actually find out in the opening scenes why she's there. Her parents say it to her. Yeah. She, she, she skipped school to go shopping. There's no mystery for her. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess yeah, is maybe true. part of the point of her character. Yeah, um, she's she's so surface level. Yeah, um, so I, I suppose we have to. T- in fact, just goofy thing, a minor complaint, but Estevez screaming and smashing the door with his scream. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. Come on, it's just a goofy moment. And no one's questioning yeah. that. Dick's not coming in after, and when he's finding the essay left for him, he's not going, "Hey, who smashed the door? Someone's paying for that." <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Right. I got nothing. <laughs> anyway, so we have to talk about Estevez uh, making his heartbreaking monologue about sticking some guy's ass cheeks together with a bit of tape. And then the hair coming yeah. off and humiliating this kid and then realising that this kid would have to explain it to his father. And the only reason why he did this is because he's scared of his father and his father's always pressuring him to, to be a man and to, to you know do this and do that. And... Uh, because you know, I, I think being a, f- a fear of becoming your parents is obviously a big thing. They even mentioned that, you know, yeah. at one point. But yeah, it's not subtle, is it? He has this heartbreaking and monologue about sticking some guy's ass cheeks together, and he breaks down because oh, I just I kept thinking about how good he has that, and explaining what happened to him and what his dad would say to him. Well, here's a thought, Estevez. Maybe his dad's a better human being than your piece of shit father, and would be concerned for his well being and just be, you know, comforting. It's, it's yeah, yeah it's possible. possible. I mean, I, I appreciate the, the the idea that he can't even wrap his head around the possibility of that, though. Mm, that's true. Like the the concept of that, you're going, hey, here's a thought. Maybe they're just like that. He can't comprehend that they're just some parents are just like that. Yeah. the The other thing that breaks down throughout the movie is the sort of the the paradox of Claire, like not wanting to admit she's not had sex, but not wanting to actually. 
admit she's had sex, <laughs> basically. She, yeah, she doesn't want to seem too prudish or too slutty. Yes. So Essentially. Be- so you've got to get that perfect middle ground. It becomes this weird back and forth uh, of, of her fighting Bender on every accusation that he throws at her. Um, and he's obscene. Like, Bender's a complete, like, sexist pig for for a lot of this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, at one point when he's handed on the table, he just sticks his, his head between her legs. Um, and it's supposed to be a funny moment. It's supposed to, I, I, if I'm going to be serious about something that's dated, this moment feels like this is supposed to be a joke moment. Whereas I'm watching yeah. it going, yeah, this is actually, no, this is like, <laughs> she, she should kick him in the nads for this. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. It's uh, it, it's definitely dated in some regards. Like. If I, I think I even uh, vaguely remember Molly Ringwald talking about this scene uh, recently. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think it was like she showed the movie to her kids who are old enough to watch it now. Oh, I, I did read this. It was about a year ago, wasn't it? Some of that, yeah, maybe a year or two ago. And she was like, you know, like she's still proud of the film, but there's definitely some moments like that where she felt like, you know, now I'm, now I'm a mother, because I, I think one of her kids at least is a daughter, right? So now yeah. as a mother of a daughter, I'm looking at that scene going, I don't know if I feel, you know, happy that I, I did that. was yeah. okay with that. So yeah. Um, so I think that's interesting, um, which is fine. Obviously, people, you know, we, we improve, we look back at things. Because, you know, when, when I talk about things, dating, I think one of the, the misconceptions people have is they yell, oh, you hate, you hate something because, it's, you know, you have to judge it for its time. And I'm like... Pointing out and acknowledging the faults of something that was made when it was, you know, for its time is not saying that anyone else who likes the movie is bad for liking it. And it's not saying that you can't like the movie. It's simply saying we acknowledge what, what's what's changed. We acknowledge what it did was wrong. And we can move on. Because you know, understanding it's part of moving on and being better. So Yeah, it, it doesn't... It doesn't mean you can't enjoy this movie. No, you can still obviously. love it. You can, you can give us a 10 out of 10, but you can still acknowledge that that scene's dated in a, in a way that doesn't feel right. Right, and uh, and and that's okay. We we've 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 spoken about a lot. You know, we've done some classic movies on this show, right? Mm. Uh, going back decades, and there have been things that have been what what now would never happen. You know, uh, at the time was just okay, right? It was it was business of the day, whereas now it's like no, no chance. This is awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, I mean, you know, we've still enjoyed the movies in spite of those things because they are well-made movies, but they are definitely problems. Yeah, um, and there's a there's a few there's a, there's the odd language thing in this as well. You know, the odd slur of you know various kinds of oh, slur yeah, around. Yeah, sure. Um, just again off the time. Um, which I don't really think about when I hear it. it just comes like yeah, it's just the days. Like, there's nothing it, I can really do about it. Just things that were said, right? There's uh, there's not a lot you can do to change that. Um. But yeah, that, that, that moment stuck out to me because it, it was when I got to that scene, I remembered her talking about it. And mm. and I, I didn't necessarily, like, uh, like, I didn't really have an opinion on what she said at the time. But seeing it again now and remembering, oh, this is actually a comedy moment. This isn't just that he's 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 getting a shot of her, her, her underwear. This is this is meant to be a funny moment that he's doing this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, so it, it plays kind of weird and you're like, okay. It does, yeah. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Also, uh, product placement in this for Coke, uh, up the wazoo. Everyone's getting a, a can of Coke. Yeah. Yeah. I could prove though. <laughs> oh, dear. It says like I'm just nitpicking yeah, at no, things. No product placement here. No, no, no not at all. It's not a, it's not a Coca-Cola glass on a, on a red background. No, we wouldn't do that. But no, I, um... Yeah, it's like I'm nitpicking a lot, and I am to a point because as I was watching it this time, I was kind of like noticing all these things. Because when I watch something for review, I'm I am looking for 
uh not 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 things to critique necessarily sometimes it's a case of okay looking at the things that work and understanding why they work so i can talk about the techniques whether they be you know technical filmmaking in the script and for this movie it's, it's all the script like, like it's all the script yeah, yeah it's all the script um and it, but obviously with that comes if i'm looking at it with that critical eye I get the negative outcomes as well. And looking at this one, there's a lot, you know, there was a lot of things that were kind of just, you know, just these little things here or there. Yeah, this, this is one of those because obviously I, I agree with a lot of the things you're saying here, especially you know, in, in the, the, the back half of this conversation. Um, but none of it ever impacted my enjoyment. Enjoyment, not really. That that one moment, you know, uh, is probably the only time where I was like, mm, okay. No, I mean, as much as I've said a lot of things to, to kind of take away from it, and I, it's basically justifying why my rating's not going to be super high, it's yeah. still a fairly enjoyable movie. Like, it, 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 it has, it's fairly well, given that it's all set in basically a library, it's a fairly well-paced thing. In fact, yeah. <laughs> that's why I was thinking of Buffy, let's be honest. A lot of that it's show, the, library, yeah. the home base was in the library. Which also yeah. had a, a library that was far too fancy and intricate for high school. In a very different way to this, though. In a different, very, very different way. The, the library in the, the Sunnydale High School is a lot more like a classical it's wooden this library. Or just classic wooden yeah. thing. Yeah. But it's got like this upper area and it's got all these like stacks. And there's always this implication there's a lot of room behind the stacks that you don't see. Like there's like just the like, mazes of bookcases <laughs> behind there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas this one's more like a modern kind of well it's, it's, it's just far too big for a high school yeah it's just far it's too very big open, isn't it? we are house yeah yeah th- this is, this would be the lunch hall in a high school not not yeah <laughs> not the library yeah. my library was big you know it was bigger than a classroom right mm. for sure it was like maybe two or three classrooms um but it was nothing on the size of this yeah i mean i didn't actually have a big lunch hall in my high school because my main was uh weird in the sense that it had four different lunch halls it had like four small ones yeah okay that is weird um although two each, each, they were in pairs though because we're on because my high school had wings essentially right there was two wings and yeah. on each side there was two lunch halls uh but the ones that were paired together shared a kitchen so it was kind of like two fronts to the kitchen where they could serve the food oh, okay that's weird because uh mine was in two blocks rather than wings because uh, they were you know, split up. Yeah, mine was basically like a uh, U shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine was in two blocks. Uh, there was a corridor that connected them, but we weren't allowed to use it for some reason. They made us walk around the outside, even if it's pissing it down with rain, like for no reason. Never quite got that. <laughs> uh, and then the lunch hall was this separate building from those as well. Uh, but it, it was relatively big. No, the mu- the music department and the gym department were separate, but the, the everything else was in the main big U shaped kind of building. No, fair enough. Um, School layouts are weird. Yeah, they are weird. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so yeah, we had four four smaller lunch halls, but I mean, and most places have one big lunch hall. I mean, my my primary school definitely did. Yeah, and no, mine mine was a big lunch hall. It was split into two, like two rooms, two two places to queue, but it was like one building one you know one uh... actually here's something anecdotal um about about getting bigger uh is i went back to my my primary school you know my grade school uh when i almost was finished high school because i was in the swinging band in high school and they were playing at my old primary school so i had this really rare opportunity to go back into this building that i would never have went back into otherwise and when i went into what what was the lunch hall which also doubled as like the you know where you'd perform and have assemblies and things like that 
Um, it felt tiny compared to what I remembered it in my head. Yeah, like in my head, yeah. this felt this was a, this was an expansive, huge auditorium. When I went in there, having going through puberty, <laughs> it was like, yeah. oh, this is just a reasonably I, sized I room. I don't think I ever got that much because obviously for. I had a you know younger brothers who went to that school below me, so I would often you know finish school and go and pick them up. And, and, you nah, know, and I had home. this six year gap of where the last time I'd been yeah. there. So I, I never had that gap. So I, I was in there relatively regularly, you know, at least you know every few months that I would be in the building. So I never quite got that that moment. It's a uh, yeah, but I get I get what you mean. It's 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 that. You know, you know, it's it's the curly whirly moment. Classic, classic British chocolate bar that, as a child, seems monstrously huge, and then she just got small hands. Ah, <laughs> oh, you brought up a curly whirly. Oh, this is this is went to shit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it has. <laughs> <laughs> it went to shit a long time ago though, so I figured, well, why not? Oh dear. Oh dear. Um. I, I I I guess like just to kind of wrap up my my critiques, where the movie kind of like I have a lot of fun with it and I enjoy watching it, but I think ultimately the drama of it kind of falls down a little bit for me because when I guess to the scene where Brian asks, "Hey, like, what's going to happen on Monday?" because I would consider you guys my friends, I just but didn't buy. So, yeah, I just I just didn't buy that we we've gotten to that point where I mean I get that maybe he's desperate for friends so he considers them friends but like you know like Estevez and the others are like yeah we're friends now <laughs> like we we you know Bender's maybe the only one who's not willing to say that <laughs> but like it becomes well yeah what happens on Monday like are you going to like say hi to me in the hall or are you going to like make fun of me with your sports you know, your jock friends or whatever I get it I, no I get it because there were definitely. Again, you know, I, I said the tensions got weird. There were definitely the odd person that, yeah, you know, I, I would say, oh, you know, I became friends with in a, in a det- detention, but come Monday, you know, come Monday, whatever, you know, never speak to them again. Yeah, but you didn't really become friends with them, though. Like, you, you, no. you spoke to them no. while you were there, but at the end of this movie, they're crying with each other and burying their deepest secrets no, and no, saying, yeah, you're it was friends. Never, it, it, it was to the point, though, where if I saw them outside of school on their own, I might stop and have a chat say hello but in school it was still uh, absolutely no nothing nothing never would never speak to them again in the school not not into like intentionally just uh, it, it wasn't like oh yeah we're not speaking to each other in school in public it just didn't happen <laughs> yeah schools are weird places uh yes the bizarre places um but no i just it just that, that moment kind of rang false a little bit for me so all and i think that to me that says that the the core drama arc of the movie is them as a group failed doesn't quite work for me um even if i'm having typical fun along the way i'm having fun at the jokes i'm having fun at the hijinks i'm having fun um it's some of the you know them all dancing around and and whatnot but you know and obviously uh don't forget about me is a is a solid song uh gets you in the mood right right from the start it does Um, no i think i think the uh the 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 drama the artwork just works better for me uh, it lands um mm. i wonder if part of it is having seen it at an earlier age than you did maybe i i guess ultimately like it wants to be i, I do what i think it is i think it's just that teenagers to me when i was a teenager were far too sheltered and mundane to have this 
like heart to heart like breakdown and like arc over the course of a day so ultimately i just think the the concept feels slightly flawed <laughs> yeah no i get that I, I it comes back to you know personal experience at that point right because you know, so there, there was definitely you, you'd never get a group of people doing this but you'd get one person who, who kind of went through that um so this is sure it's heightened i'll have to take your word for it i can't imagine i can't imagine anyone i went to school with having that because I, of a I day in detention memories of like uh being in a, in a it, it wasn't a detention it was we had a uh some sort of show on at the evening so you know school finished at three there was a show on at like seven like a some sort of performance so everyone from like the orchestra who was involved in the show or you know the, them the choir you know the, the, they all kind of uh, most of them kind of just hung around the school for four hours right went up to you know go get some some food somewhere then go home and then come back um evenings like that where these are people who are across all the ages of the school they were you know uh, across from all the various social groups i i could distinctly remember you know sitting in a in a classroom you know where you know there's, there's a girl just sat there crying in the corner completely broken down after conversations from the last two hours um you know that like i couldn't even tell you what it was about now but that's not that. But like, I remember it happening. Yeah, but can can we not just discount this by saying, yes, okay, the occasional person is that emotional that they're the the type of person who would break down <laughs> that quickly. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm saying this happened more than once with different people. <laughs> what I'm saying though is, yes, the film heightens it by having a whole group do it, um, which I forgive because it's a film. But the fact that the idea of a person going through this absolutely rings true with with my experience. So just to heighten it and go, well, they all do it at the same time rather sure. than you know all separately. I think I think the problem here is that, like, I have no problem with teenagers fighting vampires. That you know, obviously that that's like yeah, we're, we're it's a vampire show. We're doing that. Like this is trying to be more relatable, I guess, <laughs> and because of that, it's ringing false. Because I I see through its bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. R- 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 whereas Buffy takes and again I'm compared to Buffy just because it's the, the obviously compared to, but Buff- Buffy Buffy takes uses metaphors to talk about what high schoolers and teenagers go through, right? Whereas this is trying to just straight up do it. Yeah, and because of that, like you know, whereas instead of having something represent what you feel as a teenager, this is just trying to say this is what teenagers feel. And well, the feelings themselves might be actually be you know what fairly fairly spot on for a lot of people. How it gets to them bringing them out feels a little bit. You just you just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I just don't. I won't buy them willing to open up like that. I just <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy people twice this age willing to open up like this over the course of four hours. I think hours. it's more likely they don't when they're twice that age. It depends. I feel. Like, I feel like you're more willing to. I feel like part of being a kid is that you're like terrified of actually letting anyone like know what you're feeling. I feel like a lot of adults are better at actually having adult conversations where they open it up if if the context is right for it. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's why though it, it it happens in in these situations, these groups where it's not everyone's there. It's it's quite a a small. You know, personal group, right? 
it's a. Uh, I feel like uh, teenagers are, are a lot more willing to be open in a smaller scenario when there's you know when there's not thirty people there to impress. Uh, so why are you comparing to a scenario with thirty people? No, no, because no, you know you're you're saying how um, you know teenagers they don't want to share they don't want you know they don't want anyone to know how they feel because typically. Yeah. They're in like okay, they're in a classroom scenario of thirty. No, I'm not comparing to being in a classroom. I'm saying in I'm saying even a group of five people. I, I I think a group of like three okay. friends aren't willing to let the friends know how they feel. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I guess I just don't agree with that statement then. All right. <laughs> yeah. What I could do to convince you? I'm sorry. Were you opening up to your friends when you were 16, telling them how you feel about things? Well, no, but I don't open up to them now. So, <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> oh bloody hell! Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm a very private person in that way. Anything else you want to praise or um... say why you yeah. like this so much? No, I think I think it's extremely like for me anyway. I found it extremely relatable. Um, yes, it's heightened, um, but I, I believed all of those characters exist. Uh, you know, I, I know people, or I knew people like all of those. Um, I I see, you know, I I'd been in experiences similar to this where, you know, people who in a typical school class I would consider just you know the worst absolute dick. Yeah, in a small group like this, all right, maybe they're not so bad. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they're all right. Um, that works for me. Cause, yeah, uh, but hon, my, my debate here isn't that these individuals don't exist. My debate here is that these five individuals would all open up to each other like this. Yeah, no, that's fair, right? And and I'm I'm saying that that never just it, it doesn't bother me actually it's, it's, it's kind of a trope actually especially in uh, horror movies where you'll have a group of friends and because they want all the characters to be distinct they'll all be completely different one will be an emo one will be yeah, the yeah. jock one will be the, the the nerdy chick and it's like these people would never be friends they're all completely different <laughs> no i agree with you in, in the context of a horror movie in this it works for me because they're not really friends they're friends well, no, by no, 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 i'm not obviously the whole point is is they're, they're, they're thrown together kind of at random right the the, the whole point is yeah. that they're not friends to begin with my, my critique is that i just don't buy that they would have this weird five-way heart to heart over the course of one day and that's that's fair and i i can totally see you know why you think that but i think ultimately that never detracts for me that's never in my mind and oh this wouldn't um it still feels relatable to me. And actually, just to, just to tack on to like you know the, the the key moment where he's like, "Hey, what's going to happen on Monday?" Because I consider you guys my friends now. So that falls flat for me because I don't really buy that they're at that point. The other thing that I don't buy they're at that point of is that by the end of the movie, we kind of develop two couples <laughs> out of nowhere, where all yeah. of a sudden Claire and Bender are a thing. Um, And Estevez and Allison are a thing because she got dolled up and now he's like, whoa, you're like a girl now. Um... <laughs> What's the problem with this? What's the problem with it? Well, was was there any like connection or attraction between them throughout the whole movie? No. 
that that's teenagers. <laughs> no, I, I don't accept is... that. I don't accept that's te- that's teenagers. No, you have to justify this relationship. I mean, sure. If if, if, uh, if that doesn't, let, that doesn't that. justify why the script doesn't set up properly. Well, because they have one moment in the hallway where she's like, "I drink vodka." He's like, "Oh, how much?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how to argue with you on this. It's just uh. And I don't, I don't get why Claire likes Bender at the end. Okay, fine. Maybe he's got some sympathetic, you know, reasons why he's about such an asshole. I don't understand why that remotely <laughs> makes her want to kiss him and be like, hey. Which, by the way, she does write and like basically up against her parents' car before she goes in the car. I'm like, eh, do you know? What, what, this what, um, what? this <laughs> is maybe the one of the most realistic things in the movie, though, to me. In the sense that, or you know, even beyond, I'm like, why? What is this couple got going for them? Like, what? What? How is this a thing? Uh, even, you know, in school especially, it's like really that. You know, these these two people. You know, that, that that's that's believable to me. No, no, no. It doesn't justify it in a movie. You, ha- it has to be more to it than this. There has to be something that that puts them together. And... I think that's where I disagree because to me the the mundanity of it of of this. But it's just to me to me this doesn't feel like mundanity. To me this feels like we have to pair people up because it's a movie by the end. No, that's fair. Um, but to me, it felt just it, the the mund. You know, it did feel a bit mundane to, of it because they say there isn't a huge connection. It's just a ah well, I guess that happens. Right. Uh, uh, here's, here's the thing. Like, I don't, especially the the clear bend. I mean, I don't really get the other one either. But the clear bender one, especially, he is awful. He is yeah. awful, and whatever happens to him at home does not justify how awful he is. Yeah. Right. So I don't fathom. I can't fathom why in any any way, shape, or form that anyone is attracted to him at the end of the movie and wants to forgive him. I feel like the movie wants us to forgive him and think of him, oh, he's like a real boy now because we know who he I, is, really. I feel this in real life a lot. Uh, you know, I, that, that, that as a concept, I definitely remember feeling like a lot of, this is an awful person, what, you know, what, why? And so to me, that feels so normal that this happens that it's not even a big deal in the movie. It's just, it's reflective of life, which is why, to me, it works. It's not that you're going, oh, but it's a movie. It has to be doing more to justify. What I like about this movie is that, it, it for the most part, it's not being a, an over-the-top movie. It's very much just, this is school. And that works for me. I don't know if I agree that it's, the, that it's, it's, not, it's not over the top. I don't know if I agree with that. It's exaggerated, don't be wrong, but it's not over the top. Mm. I actually think I like it less with you trying to justify this shit. Fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> I, I just... Oh, this is just like real life. Is it? Yeah, sure, sure what? Like, you can throw anything in the script and if you justify it with, oh, but this could happen in real life. This does happen in real life. That doesn't mean it's a satisfying conclusion in any way to what's happening in the movie. It doesn't mean that it has any kind of payoff to what we've set up in the movie. No, it, 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 I, I, I get where you're coming from there. But when the core appeal of, of this movie is being relatively authentic I, and relatable... I think the end of this movie would have more impact if it didn't resort to just 
bullshit romantic connections. Connect, connections that I don't think were were really there before those scenes, when yeah. they, it could have just, you know, ended with this. It would have had more strength in a in a platonic level, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, what's 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 the estevez Allison for saying name right? What's this saying? The, what do you mean? What's it saying? What's it? Well, she gets all dolled up and lo- looks uncomfortable and is not herself. Yeah. And now he's interested in her. Yeah, but it's clearly not going to last, so it'll be meaningless. In, in so it's a, a sad ending. Time. So it's a sad ending, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so ben, ben does walking away, put his fist up as the music's played, and you're like, "Yeah, so it's, it's a sad ending because all these all these relationships are doomed." I I think it's it's the um. The, the thing of teenagers thinking, yeah, well, of course this is what it's going to be. This is fine. This is this is how it's worked out. But that's that's not the reality of it. That's uh, m- maybe this is me being really cynical, actually. I... Oh dear. Yeah, uh, I think I think me being extremely cynical is actually you know uh, it does take that. Uh, it, it's it's. It's a happy ending in the sense of they're quite happy with where they are and and they're optimistic, but it does. Uh, I I don't think it's it's not real in the sense of uh, the connection is. Here's, here's the real. thing, it's, right? It's real for the day. Yeah, I was joking that I sympathise with uh, Vernon more, right? And that's actually true for that one scene I brought up with him talking about how kids yeah. are awful. Because I like to joke about that, but. So here's the thing, he's he's the one thing, he's the one adult in the movie outside of the janitor, but he's just kind of around. Uh, and the odd parent. Well, at the start, but they're not around, they're not there for yeah, the whole yeah. movie. Vernon is the one who's there to kind of show what the movie's doing in terms of, like, because the, the, the whole scene where he kind of threatens Bender and says, well, like, who, who would even believe you? It's your word against mine. And th- that what they're doing with Vernon is having him kind of say, he expects this, this, and this out of these characters because he even sees them as stereotypes. He doesn't see them as people that he's actually trying to help. He sees them yeah. as just these stereotypes that he, he needs to punish. Uh, and he expects, you know, uh, the jock to be, you know, obedient and do everything perfectly because that's what he's supposed to be. Sure. Uh, and, and and so on. And Bender's a criminal, so he's just a lost cause. They shouldn't even think about him. Um, and I feel like the reason why he's the most interesting character in the movie is he's the, he's the one character giving credence to kind of the themes of the movie. Because a lot of what the kids are talking about is all purely just kind of dialogue. It's just all theoretical, which is fine to a point. But Vernon's the one there actually kind of giving this these ideas a face, where he's already given mm. up on them because he just sees them as this, this, and this. Yeah. Right, and that's kind of what the essay at the end you hear kind of uh, reiterates. Um, and I guess what I'm saying here is that it should have done more with that, or maybe actually given us more with the parents in some way. I don't know how. Right. Okay. But I think it's missing something to make the the points land at home. Um, and I I just I don't see how them pairing up in romantic couples makes its point in any way shape or form i guess outside of the fact that they've, they've broke the boundaries of their their social like circles yeah, yeah. um but i don't I think you need to do that with romance i guess is what i'm saying no that's that's fair uh, i didn't need to uh, absolutely i mean if, if anything like how about they actually write the thing together as a, as a sort of like way of this is a joint statement instead they make the nerd do it which if anything just reinforces <laughs> the social circle that he's in rather I than breaking away this from This is why it. I'm quite cynical about the ending. In that 
they think, yeah, this is a great breakthrough, right? We're, we're, we've accomplished it. And I'm going, yeah, but it's not real. It's not going to last. Because, as you say, nothing really changed. I, I guess my complaint then is, is either you, you, if you're going to be this, if you're going to try and be relatable and realistic, then you have to be more realistic than this. But if you're going to try and make some sort of dramatic point, then you have to go further to actually make that dramatic point. It does this middle ground thing that just kind of feels to me unfulfilling. Fair enough. <laughs> Can't argue with that. I I wasn't expecting to be this negative, but you try to defend it too much, so I had to. <laughs> I had to tear it tear it down well, and deconstruct yeah, you, you it. Yeah, you keep at points that I I just outright disagreed with. So. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, but the only defense you had was, oh, it's just kind of real. It's just kind of oh, this is what happens. Well, no, it, it, and that's my point. Is is I thought that's that's the whole point of the movie, uh, and uh, that that is true in my experience. But here's the thing though, if the point of the movie is to break down these 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 archetypes, it not really doing anything to change them at the end is therefore kind of not actually breaking them. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh I, I think I get what you're saying. Right? Um I mean if 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 it was trying to make a point at the end where it was like, yes, you're stuck in these archetypes and as much as you can try, it's not actually it was what's happened to you? You've left. Oh, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell happened there. Well, that's just a weird thing that's going to stay in because I'm not going to find that in editor. Um, so uh, yeah, you, 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 what point was I making? Damn it! <laughs> I, I don't know. Every everything just went off for me. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, you were saying how. Um, it, it, if they're breaking down the things, it's got to have a point. Yes, yes. No, if it, that's what I was going to say. If, it, if if the point at the end of the movie is supposed to be no matter how hard you try to break out of this, you're doomed to kind of stay in it. Then that's fine. But you have to do more to make that point. Like you're saying, that's what it means that that, that it's kind of meaningless at the end. But I don't think the movie's really hitting that home and saying this is the point that they're, they're not able to escape it. They're trapped. Because then you can have a genuinely sad ending where it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, like when you watch The Night Of or anything about the incarceration system where it's kind of doomed because it just makes them worse, right? Yeah. Where there's, there's no sort of like rehabilitation per se. You could kind of make a similar kind of downbeat ending with this if you wanted yeah. to where even though they're trying to break out of that system, ultimately they're still kind of confined to their social circles and what they're supposed to be and who they're expected to be, yada, 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 mm -hmm. right? But it doesn't really do that either. It kind of goes for this more happy, cheesy ending. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't disagree with you on this. This is a, a just the way I always read it and interpreted it, and hence my enjoyment of it is based on that. Uh, you're you're not necessarily wrong though, in that it doesn't outright you know go for this this thing. It's it's more just a, it's it's my read on it. I'm not gonna lie. I've talked myself down another point over the course of this hour <laughs> and it has been over an hour so much of it which has, has been yeah. tangenting on, on on school discussion and other things but uh what are you rating it uh i've given it a nine i, I still love it <laughs> well i'm about to hit you with a number here i'm giving it a six hmm? it was a seven i came out of this thinking it was a seven and i'll be honest i've talked myself down i've talked myself down from it no no fair enough it, it happens Hmm. We've been there before. Maybe I do like Ferris Bueller more than this now. Although I doubt it. I feel like I'm probably <laughs> going to be down on that now when I watch it again, if I ever do. 
I'd be really intrigued to see how how you find sixteen candles that are pretty in pink after this. <laughs> One day. I thought I liked this movie more. I really did. And <laughs> what, it always sucks when that happens, doesn't it? Do, do you know what I think it is? I think this is the first time I've watched it in maybe like ten years. So I've you know I've, I've, you know life has moved on a bit. You're, you're a different person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm older. I've got I've got a, a wiser outlook. Yeah. yeah. You're you're no longer on the on the edge of those teenage years. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not actually upset about that. <laughs> well, are you for the record? Uh, I'm close to something you are, though. Well, yeah, but that'll always be true. <laughs> it means nothing. Uh, exactly. It's good enough. I could be eighty, and you could be seventy-six, and it will still be true. Doesn't mean uh, you're exactly. doesn't mean you're a spring chicken. It it does not. But I'm going to take satisfaction in the fact that I'm not thirty. I'm not 30 yet either, so shut it. <laughs> Soon enough. <laughs> it's imminent, but it's not yet. <laughs> it's, it's if I recall, a matter of weeks. <laughs> if not days at this point. Um, what's today's date? <laughs> the, the second? What time are we talking? Yeah. Weeks. Still weeks. All right, okay. By the time <laughs> the public see this... By the time the public see this, it'll be a matter of weak singular <laughs> but you know yeah yeah that's, that's what it is um so basically 30 not yet it's not i'm not 30 until the until the clock struck i i have got years yet till i hit that point i'm it's not not until the clock and i know the time i was born as well so i'm not counting it as 30 until i hit exactly <laughs> that, that minute that, that's a level of pathetic <laughs> That that is a level of denial that is unhelpful. I don't actually care that I'm turning thirty. Everyone likes to joke about it. I like to play along with the joke. I don't really give a shit. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just doing it because it's, it's it's entertainment for the people. It's, <laughs> I'm not going to feel any different at thirty than I did from twenty nine. I remember everyone yeah. everyone used to always say, "Oh, twenty one's a big number. You're going to feel different at twenty one." I felt nothing. <laughs> uh, no, I don't even celebrate my birthday. I don't care. We, uh, I I am forced to go out for a meal. Because mm-hmm. because the girlfriend insists that we should do something, but I don't care. Yeah, but then, that's because then she can complain at you when it's her birthday. You have to do something. It's like yeah, but we did something for your birthday. Something. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, I don't want to. Or mine. So it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'll go out for a meal anytime because I just like to eat. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, it's not the worst thing. But mm. yeah, you know, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, we've rated the movie. This, this, I, Joe, I came out of this thinking it was maybe like thirty minutes. I really did. So did I. I, I thought this is going to be a quick one because I, I didn't think there was enough to talk about. I really didn't. Which is actually probably one of my complaints is that I feel like if this movie was doing exactly what it wanted to be doing, I think there'd be a lot of meat to talk about. That's fair. Um, I no, I actually agree that I came in thinking, oh, this will be a, a relatively short one. There's not a huge amount to to really dig into. And yes, we tangent it a lot. Uh at the start in the first half of this this discussion but um we've got some genuine talk about the film in the back half of this mm. uh if they get to that part <laughs> it, yeah if they get that far but it, it yeah. happened eventually if they're if they're here now they know that that's true all right well that's been 121 in flux so you know um you can disagree with me in the comments but you probably will most people like this movie um and you could you could try and justify why Connor's right if you, if you please. Although it's a thankless task to be honest. Um, 
you could do that the comments, you can link and subscribe, you could do all that stuff. You can get us on the Patreon at patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. You get 121 a week, uh, these influxes a week early. You get a bunch of other stuff early, you get some stuff, bonuses, exclusives, all that kind of thing, uh, including exclusive episodes of Screams After Midnight, our horror movie podcast, and the Atomic Cinema Experiment, our sci-fi movie podcast, uh, which I do with Tim and Tara, respectively. And my TV's turning off. I'm just going to get my button here. That's how long we've been doing this. That's how long we've been doing this, yeah. The automatic timer was getting ready to go. Um, but that is us. So uh, thank you very much uh, for watching and listening. Um, it is also worth mentioning, uh, if you if you, if you, if you, if you listen to an audio feed, especially on iTunes, give us a little rating and a review, a little five-star rating and uh, yeah. a little, little uh, review. Just going to say as well, you know, this obviously was a, was a Patreon pick. They voted on this. Mm-hmm. The new vote will be up by now. Yes, it will. It will be. Well, we'll, we'll have decided. It will be. It took longer than that last month to get the new vote up. I'm not, I'm not feeling confident. I'm, I'm making a statement of intent that by the time the public who are not already patrons see this, <laughs> it will be there, and uh-huh. you can go and vote on the next one. Oh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, go over to Patreon. Uh, give us a nice review. But uh, that is us. Thank you once again for watching, listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And if you can get it, it's always nice to have. Diplomatic immunity. The lethal weapon too. That's a, that's a realistic down to earth film. <laughs> <laughs>